Innovate with Adele presents Innovating Your Entrepreneurial Spirit, a show exploring the inner journey of the entrepreneurial spirit through stories, lessons, and discussions with founder Adele DeMarco and fellow entrepreneur and innovator Myra Rosario. Now, here's your host, Adele and Myra. Hello, hello, Adele here of Innovate with Adele. Welcome back. I am here with my amazing and beloved co-host and friend, sister innovator, Myra Rosario. Hello, Cleveland. And we are so grateful you are here with us today. We have a very special show in store for you today. We are in our transition period. Here, Myra and I have been focused on the, the, the theme of the entrepreneurial spirit. And today, we are concluding that focus we're going to be sharing with you what we see as the highlights, the most important take, takeaways, yeah. and we're going to be teeing you up for our next chapter, our next version of Innovate with Adele, which is a leadership show focused on leading through your heart. Adele, I just want to share with the listeners or some feedback that I've received mm-hmm. from our show is just the entrepreneurial spirit being the mindset. And that it was just all about the mindset. Will you share with our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, people are speaking now more and more about the importance of mindset. And that really was our intention with innovating your entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Was that this notion of spirit, this entrepreneurial spirit is a mindset. And what the way, you know, Myra, we've talked about it and we've experienced it is the mindset is both a way of thinking. Yes. Absolutely. A way of thinking and related to that, a way of acting, mm-hmm. a way of being in action that is different yes. when people don't have the entrepreneurial spirit. Right, right? right. And that's what we've shared is our intention with that show is to have our listeners, entrepreneurs out there of every um, make and walk of life be encouraged, inspired and more equipped yeah. with these tips and really our overarching intention with the show also given that we are uh place-based gals that we love our hometown of cleveland and greater northeast ohio our intention- <laughs> i'm sorry i had to do the dog pound i know you can't be in cleveland <laughs> and not do the dog pound um but to really grow the entrepreneurial spirit here in northeast ohio because we know at least i know from my own journey growing up in a blue collar town blue collar town myself in indiana um that when we while we so benefited from the the that whole generation that really built the middle class mm-hmm. right of having those secure long-term jobs that whole part of our workforce mm-hmm. that grew so much stability and security for so many families not in our just our community but across the country yeah. and we know that that era is ending and so coming back to that entrepreneurial spirit is so important for us as citizens, as everyday people, to embrace innovation, to yes. embrace being able to create something for ourselves, mm-hmm. to embrace this different way of thinking, this mindset that yeah. we coined and others do as well, the entrepreneurial spirit. Right. And to be ahead of change, right? Yes. Yeah. That's essentially the definition mm-hmm. is that the entrepreneurial spirit embraces change be, instead of having to respond to it, we're yeah. proactive with essentially initiating change instead of waiting to respond to the change that's inevitable. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So today we want to dive into, we're going to circle back to the theme that we started with, which was the book 
Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, we talked about master teachers with Napoleon Hill definitely being one of them again. And to recap, um, Think and Grow Rich was published in 1937, and it was the summary of 20 years yes. of research that mm-hmm. this gentleman Napoleon Hill did, thanks mm-hmm. to introductions to the world's wealthiest people of the time, thanks to uh, introductions by Andrew Carnegie. Um, and so we we highlighted a few of this book's The 13 Steps to Riches. And then we also talked about the innovative perspective on them. But we're gonna we're gonna summarize today and we also want to start by sharing a story. Okay. Because we know that the I way love your story <laughs> Thank you, Myra. <laughs> You're so sweet. I love that you love the stories. Um, story of a really amazing entrepreneur who was a business person in this country over a hundred years ago. And this, her name is, the story of this woman's name is Madam C.J. Walker. Now, I imagine some of our listeners may have heard of Madam C.J. Walker and others may have not, but she was a highly successful entrepreneur in the early 1900s. And what's amazing about Madam C.J. Walker was that she was born in 1867 Mm. and her birth name was Sarah Breedlove. Oh, wow. And she was born on a cotton plantation outside of Delta, Louisiana, to parents who were recently freed slaves. Mm. So she was a pioneer. She was an African-American woman, a black woman, a pioneer in the early 1900s in the beauty industry. And by 1910, her business was generating the equivalent of $150,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing, wow. amazing. And that wow. was before she she traveled across the country. Um, she basically created hair care products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't even imagine the challenges in 1867 that right? she was born. Yeah. Right? Wow. I know. I mean, we talk about an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And talk about a innovator, which we talk and we're going to dive into this today and unpack really just how amazing her journey mm. was right. and still is and what a living testament um, she was to the power of what we talk about with mm-hmm. innovating, which right. is basically innovating inside out. So as we dive into that today, Myra, we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna hone in in the spirit of closing out this this eight episode <laughs> focus mm-hmm. on innovating your entrepreneurial spirit. We're gonna talk about four key points, four key points today. And the first point is how important it is. When you're innovating your entrepreneurial spirit, when you're an entrepreneurial in general, how important it is, first and foremost, to be clear on your purpose and your burning desire. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I mean, a few weeks ago when you had me uncover my purpose, you know, even though I've been an entrepreneur for over 12 years and in radio sales and marketing for 20 I never really knew or could understand that I was living my purpose. And I just want to thank you. Mm. And, you know, some of our listeners asked themselves the question you asked me. Can you share with our listeners that question? Sure. The most important question to ask yourself to find your purpose. Yes. The most important question to find your purpose is to ask yourself, what is it that I know how to do that no one ever taught me Mm -hmm. and that I can't even remember when it was that I knew how to do this. And if I had to explain to someone else how to do it, 
I, pro- I wouldn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. It would be difficult for me to find the words to describe how it is that I know how to do this thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that is the magic window question into tapping into uncovering your purpose because purpose isn't something out there. It's not something outside yourself. Mm-hmm. It really is something that's already living in you and you're you're already, whether you know it or not, more than likely already living your purpose in some way, shape, or form. So we talk about step one again is getting clear on your purpose. And Myra, you are so welcome. It's such an honor Thank to you. support you mm-hmm. and um, just truly. Other entrepreneurs truly. And, in, in Northeast Ohio too. Yeah, so, and so. as we often call them purposepreneurs because more and more in today's world, people are growing a business around their purpose. Yeah. Right. And and I just want to make the point, I know in this country, in the United States, we're very work centric. Right. We almost define our whole identity by what we do at work. And it's really important to understand that our purpose isn't only what we do in our work life. Our purpose includes every aspect of who we are. It includes how we show up in our relationships, um, how we take care of ourselves and our health. I mean, it is truly a holistic um, focus and lives in every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting clear on your purpose and then your burning desire. So another way to say this, I like to I like to think of step one is begin with the end in mind mm-hmm. when we talk about our burning desire, right? So we're getting clear on our purpose, getting clear on burning desire. And burning desire, we also shared questions in earlier episodes, is your burning desire is, is that part of you that's speaking through you, that is calling you to live a freer, fuller, more expanded version of yourself. Your burning desire is that part of you that's calling you to the next chapter of you. And so much of what innovating is about is learning to hear and understand the messages that your highest self is sending you and the language that your highest self is speaking to you. And it's speaking to you. It's speaking to each of us through your longings and discontents. Right? Yeah. And what I've noticed, Myra, here, and, and, and the longings and discontents are they're teeing us, teeing us up by getting us to really ask ourselves the biggest burning question, which is, what is it that I would love? Now, Myra, I want to take a sidebar. What I've noticed here in Northeast Ohio, and I've mostly been in Cleveland, admittedly, is that so many people here, and I include family, friends, people out in the civic space and the business realm that I speak with, I noticed that here we're comfortable noticing our discontents. Yeah. But what I've noticed is that most people here are not okay with noticing their longings, right? I've noticed that there isn't as much room here for longings. So um, I've been in conversations, and as soon as I start talking about longings, the first people start to bring up was, well, how are you going to do that? And what I hear them saying underneath is that, like, if I don't know how to do it, then I'm not even going to allow myself to see it as possible. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, Adele, we do have to take a quick pause. Can yes. I pause you right yes. there? Yes. Okay, please. Okay, so before we do take our short break, we're going to ask today's trivia. Right. Okay. Talk to Drum about- roll, please. Nice rice, right? <laughs> Who? Oh. Okay, so who was the first woman entrepreneur to become a self-made millionaire in the United States? Was it A, Mary Kay Ash, B, Betty Crocker, 
C, Madam C.J. Walker, or D, Martha Stewart? Again, it's the, the question is, who was the first woman entrepreneur to become a self-made millionaire in the United States? So stay tuned, and Adele will share the answer to that question. Thank you, Myra. Welcome back to Innovate with Adele. So Adele, before our break, you were talking about longings and discontents. Uh, mm-hmm. For our listeners, can we talk about that a little bit more? Sure, sure, bit? absolutely. Yeah. So I was thinking about in my entrepreneurial journey, I remember when I met you in mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. right? Which was just an amazing um, blessing in my life to meet you. Um, me too. I remember you asked me too, my <laughs> I remember you asking, what would you love? I'm like, huh? What is your longing and discontent? (laughs) And the truth is, is that during that time, I was very, very stressed. I mean, I couldn't sleep. I was living in so much guilt and just, you know, um, just never, never enough. So I would say so that the discontent was just living that stressful lifestyle as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur and as a mom. Mm -hmm. And um, my longing was to live peacefully. Right, right. For me to live, to do what I love. And now that I've learned to live my purpose in a way that was peaceful and joyful. I mean, that was like... it sounds simple, but it's not. I don't know why it's not simple, but, you know, I guess identifying it. Yeah. Well, first of all, Myra, I'm really grateful you're slowing me down here to really unpack what, what do I mean by longings and discontents? Because it's not a common question. And right. really, longings and discontents are two sides of the same coin. And again, they're the language that our highest self, our infinite intelligence, our creative intelligence is speaking to us, through us all the time. Mm. So as you named, you had a discontent, which is not at all uncommon yeah. in today's world. The discontent, especially for working parents, yes, in your case, working mom, in your case, a working single mom, mm-hmm. of feeling overwhelmed, yeah. of feeling stressed. It's discontent. That's the discontent. I, I, I'm I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. Um, I would, and that's usually where people stop. That was my point about people being aware of their discontents, but perhaps not as aware of being in the mindset of what their longings are, yeah. right? So for you, when we first started working together and you were saying, I'm overwhelmed, I'm not able to sleep, I feel stressed, balancing work and and home life. And then I invited you while I say, well, what are you longing for? Which our discontents are actually inviting us to name the opposite, right? And so many people just yeah. stop with, I feel overwhelmed, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm never enough. There's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. Right. So what we're longing for then is a sense of peace, right. a sense of abundance, a feeling of flow. And what the burning desire is, is helping us get in touch with our burning desire then is for peace, is for flow. If, if our discontents are feeling stressed and overwhelmed and not enough, then we switch to our burning desire, which is what that's informing us about. Right. 
right? And mm-hmm. and then because words matter and what we focus on expands. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so the focus then and in, in innovating our entrepreneurial spirit isn't having our thoughts running every day saying I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, there's not enough money, there's not enough time. We we use the power of our will. It takes practice yes. to switch our thinking to I'm so grateful I'm feeling at peace. Even if we don't feel that way yet, yep. right? We fake it till we make it. But we know <laughs> we, do, we, we do. know that the words that we want to focus on are what it is that we want. Yes. Peace, and I can tell joy, you. love, abundance, and not having the mind focus on what we don't want. I'm overwhelmed. There's not enough. The world's a scary place. All of those those negative thoughts, we really have to switch our mindset. Right. I mean, I will say that I do feel peace love and joy all the time and it was a lot of work to really repattern Mm -hmm. those thoughts because the discontents you're just like okay i just live miserable and you don't even think well okay these negative thoughts i can switch to positive thoughts right and you truly do become the positive thoughts that you right and and there is i'm so grateful that that's happened for you myra and there truly is a physiologic biologic process that goes along with this yeah that literally when we change our thoughts, we change the, we change the, it's literally like rewiring a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why when, when some people think that there's something wrong or broken with them, there's not, it's just a wiring issue. We're, most of us are wired for worry and stress mm-hmm. and yep. overwhelm. And we need to rewire for joy and peace and happiness. And we are the ultimate electrician that's doing the rewiring by changing our thoughts. Yeah. That's the whole point of choice and free will is we have the power and the free will to change our thoughts. Now, that. that brings us to point number two, which is once we're clear, as Napoleon Hill said in his first step to riches, the first of the 13, get clear on your purpose and your burning desire. Once we are clear on our burning desire, then step number two is we decide that we are going to live the life that we would love. We make a decision. This is so, so important. We did a whole episode on it. So when you got clear, Myra, that what you would love is peace, joy, and love, then you make a decision. I am going to live a life of peace and abundance and joy. You make a decision for it. Mm -hmm. And being able to make a decision for what you would love is one of the three keys to accelerating the results in your life. Wait, one of the best ways you can decide the life you would love is a mentor. Yes, absolutely. Finding a circle of support, finding a mentor to help guide you. Absolutely. It's an essential part of the train change process. And yeah. it's been documented having a mentor and then a structure of support. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once you, and that's one of the things I decided for. That's part of what's contributed to my success as well as I've always had mentors. Mm-hmm. Right now. Now, Myra, actually, we have to come back. We need to share with our listeners the answer to our trivia oh, question. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So maybe Josh, our producer, is ready with a drum roll. I'll ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the question was. Who was the first woman entrepreneur to become a self-made millionaire in the United States? Was it Mary Kay Ash, Betty Crocker, Madam C.J. Walker, or Martha Stewart? Drum roll, please. (laughs) And the answer is... The answer is C, Madam C.J. Walker. Madam C.J. Walker debated, it's debated how much she was worth. But when she died at the age of 51 in 1919, 100 years ago, it's it's estimated she was worth $10 million in today's dollars. Here she was, 
this woman who was born to recently freed slaves. She was a black woman. This is a really important part of our U.S. history. Wow. The first woman, the first self-made millionaire in this country was a black woman. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And first um, billionaire is also a black woman. Oprah, right? right? Well, Oprah was, but I found out in doing research, Martha Stewart was the first self-made billionaire. But Uh but Oprah is also self-made billionaire. Yeah. And that's why we had Martha Stewart was the was the kind of twist there because she was a self-made billionaire. Yeah. But yeah, imagine Madam CJ Walker, she was born into freed slaves. She was orphaned by the age of 10. She was married at 14. She was a mother by oh. age 16. Wow. And a widow by age 20. Oh wow. All of that. Oh, now, her story is so powerful to illustrate this point about the power of decision. Oh, yeah. The importance of making a decision. So here she was, a young black woman in the South, and she how she started her business, her hair was falling out, which was mm-hmm. not uncommon back then due to poor nutrition and just some of the, the ways people were, especially women of, of color, African-American women, were treating their hair. But she tells the story that she went to sleep one night and had a dream, and in that dream, this, this man appeared to her and told her how to make a portion for her hair. He actually told her the recipe oh, wow. to make her hair product. And, and she woke up the next day. She made that recipe. She used it on her hair. It worked for her. She shared it with other women, and it worked for them. And she's quoted as saying, that next night, I made up my mind oh, wow. I would sell my product. Mm-hmm. She made a decision, mm-hmm. right? And she's also known, as, this is a quote from her directly. She's known as saying, it's pretty hard for the Lord to guide you if you haven't made up your mind which way to go. So is that the vision? It's the, the vi- vision. it's having the vision and then making a decision mm-hmm. that you are going to live that vision. It's a very very important point. So that brings us then to point number three of how you actually do this. So now you've you've made your decision. You're going to live this life of the future, and you're living your existing life. Right now the. The key here to step three is you need to start, we need to start living a dual existence using your imagination. Mm -hmm. Now, using your imagination, real quick, Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. For knowledge is limited to all we now know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. So imagination is more important than knowledge. So we use, Ooh, right? We good. use, oh, yeah, thank goodness. I love there that. you go. I know you love imagination, <laughs> Myra. So here's the real mastery of innovating is we need to be able to hold this dual existence, this dual reality of both imagining we're living the life that we would absolutely love. We can feel it. We can smell it. We can taste it. We can touch it. And it's not out there outside of us. It's living inside of us. Mm -hmm. It's something that we can feel in our heart from our soul. And at the same time, we're noticing and present to our current life, to the current realities. And we are so grateful for everything in our present life. So we are living this two lives simultaneously. This is what it's called to live a both and life. A both and life of being both so grateful for the life that you're living right now and see that it is just a step along the way to the life that you're going to be living in your dream. And you're so grateful for that dream because it is coming true too, right? And then this brings us 
Myra, to the most important point we're going to close in today with, point number four, and that is to take action. We can't just sit around and imagine it, although that's really awesome. Imagination comes from the heart. But what really requires the heart is to take action, to be brave right now, even when we feel afraid, to embrace that fear we've talked about, right? To see failure as a stepping stone. And this requires us to use our intuition to guide us on what action to take. Because taking action is where all the magic happens. We must be able to act even when we feel afraid, even when we don't have all the answers. Awesome. Well, Adele, thank you. That's, that's beautiful. That's all the time we have for today's show. For our listeners, if you would like to replay or share this show or previous episodes of Innovate with Adele, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. If you would like to book Adele to speak at one of your retreats, yes, right, yes, company yes. retreats or meetings, you can contact us at yinovate. That's with the O. dot com, yinovate. dot com, and that's it for yeah, right yeah. Now. I'd love to. I'd love to support people with my my favorite talk is to do the three keys to accelerating your results: leading through your heart. And as we say farewell, we're wrapping up this eight part series on innovating your entrepreneurial spirit. We'll be launching again next week with Innovate with Adele, Leaning Through Your Heart. And as you go forward this week, all of you beautiful people in our listening audience, we want to invite you to lead from your heart, through your heart, knowing that there is a power within you that is greater than any obstacle or challenge you may face. Bye for now.